0: Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Well, translators, what is the Logos? In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. Well, we look at that and hearing Greek scholars and translators talking about the Word was and then one of three possibilities. An article, a, the word was a God. The article, the, the word was the God. And then the third, which would be qualitative, part or quality of God, because there's no article there. Well, we see there's no article in the original Greek and then they say, well, this alludes to a trinity, a trinity person in the Godhead, which is a bald-faced lie. Now, why? Because if it said, "In the beginning was the word, word was with God, the word was the God, theos, then there would only be one office or function of that spirit, which would be the word. There wouldn't be other offices there wouldn't be other functions of the Spirit. If we take a look at that, there's three that very record in heaven, the Father the Word and the Holy Ghost. Those are three different offices of the same Spirit. I'm a father, for example, I'm also a husband, and I'm a preacher, but I'm the same person. Just because there's a different function that I hold, be father, husband, or preacher, makes no difference. I'm still the same person. Well, that's the same with God. He is the Father of all creation. That's Jesus Christ. You see that in Colossians 1, 16, and 17, that Jesus Christ created all things, whether it be thrones, principalities, powers, things visible and invisible, all things were created by him, not them, him. We also know that he is the father, that's Christ in us. Jesus is the Christ. No one will refute that. And we see there's one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who is above all the father of us all and in us all. The spirit of the father is the same as the spirit of the son, not two spirits, not a spirit junior doesn't exist. Therefore, in Galatians 4, 6, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. There's only one spirit. Jesus is the word, but he's also the father. That's a different function of an office. Jesus stated that in John 10:30, <clears throat> I and my father are one. Not in union, not a hypostatic union, as the trinity uh, apologetics tells us. He says we, that is, two different offices, two different functions of that same spirit, are one and the same spirit, not whom in union, but heis, H-E-I-S, the very same spirit. John 1030. Well, we see the same again. Jesus stated there in John 14, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. i got to prepare a place for you. that where I am, there you may be also. Whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, <clears throat> Lord, we know not whether thou goest. How can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh through the Father but by me. Next, next statement. From henceforth you both know him and have seen him. Philip states to the Lord, Lord, show us the Father. And that suffices us. That'll be sufficient. Jesus made a declarative statement, declaring who he is. Have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then? Show us the Father. Believe me that I'm in my Father, and my Father in me, or else believe me for the work's sake. What works? Well, he healed the sick, cleansed the leper, raised the dead, cast out devils, open blind eyes. Loose the dumb tongue, the lame walk, and the captive went free. Blessed is he, whomsoever is not offended in me, not in us, in me, the only true God and eternal life. Then he goes and says, the words that I speak are not mine. Well, then whose words are they, Jesus? But the Father that dwelleth in me, it's his words. That dwelleth in me is a katakeo. It is a Greek word meaning to house permanently, to dwell eternally in Christ Jesus the man. The father that dwelleth in me. He's the one doing the works. The words that I speak are not mine, but it's the father that dwelleth in me. He's the one doing the works. And you'll know that I speak the words that that he has spoken to me, for I can do nothing of myself. And what I have seen, that I declare unto you. We believe the witness of Jesus. We have this witness that we believe on him whom he has sent. That's the word of God. He sent his word and the word was made flesh. There's no such thing as an eternal son. The Son of God has a beginning. He stated that. And then he said, Jesus said, My Father is greater than I. And the things concerning me have an ending. Have an end? Yes. That is according to the flesh. The Son of God has two components. Number one, He is the Father. He is the Spirit of God. He is that Holy Ghost. And two, In a body of flesh and blood, the invisible spirit manifest in flesh. The image of the invisible God, that's the son of God, the father revealed. Well, that is what it's stating in John one, verse one. It's qualitative, a quality of the spirit. The word was God qualitative. Not an article, a or the, but no article. Why? Because uh, not there's more than one person in the Godhead. That's ludicrous. There's only one God, one Spirit, one Body, one Spirit, one Lord, one Faith, one Baptism. That's stated. Every prophet, the Torah declared that. Deuteronomy six four. Here, Israel, Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, not two, not three, not a binary not a oneness. That is, one Lord, Ecod. It states the same thing. Ecod, they'll say, is a compound unity. A compound unity of what? Well, all the attributes of God, but one means one. Well, they say, well, if there's one nation, there's a compound cities in that nation. No, there's only one nation. One means one. It's that simple. Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. There's not two or three. There's only one. We see it also that in Genesis 1 verse 1, in the beginning. Well, here we see that same thing stated in John 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And that's qualitative. Why? Because there's more than one office of the spirit. If he said the word was the God, that would be the only office of the spirit there is. What about the father? What about the Holy ghost? What about the son of God? What about the son of man? All of these are offices or functions of that one spirit. And it's qualitative. There are many attributes of God. And varying offices of that spirit, based upon the functions of that spirit, but there's only one spirit. We see the same thing, in Genesis one verse one, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Well, <clears throat> there's seven Hebrew words. That is Bereshit, in the beginning. Bara created, Elohim that is, God, then there is a small word, the fourth word being eight, tav. That's the Hebrew abysselleri from the aloft of the tav. And each one of those letters is an attribute of God. The Hebrew letters are spiritual letters each declaring an attribute of God. not only that, it has a numerical value also. 22 letters, which have a numerical value with each letter. And not only that, the Hebrew language also speaks as a picture. There in the Allah, we have the picture of an ox, which is the strength, or almighty. That's one, the Allah. And everything in the word of God, written by 40 authors over 66, on the 66 books, speak the same one God, many attributes, many different attributes, but one spirit. This is what is stated in Genesis 1 verse 1, Bereshit, Barah, Elohim, 8, aloft of, Hashemayim, Vayert, Hayerts, the heaven and the earth. But the very center of that seven is uh, that servant branch, the shamash. <clears throat> the center focus uh, of both sides, Beersheh, Bra, Elohim. Eight, aloftav. Hashemayim, Hayur, The very center shamash, the servant branch, is the aloftav. That's the focus. Elohim is the al- alpha to the omega. It's the aloft through the tab. It's our English, A through Z. And Jesus in the revelation of Jesus Christ. That book is written with a Hebraic, A, B, C, D, A, design. So the first chapter will be an aloft. The second chapter will be a date. The third chapter, gavel, etc., daily, Oh. All the way to Tav, the 22nd chapter, being the 22nd letter of the Hebrew Abyssidiary. It is not written in chronological order. It is written with a Hebraic ABC design. So what's the first thing we see in the Revelation? The Allah. What is that? Ox. What is that? The Almighty. Well, in Revelation 1, the first chapter, we should see that stated. Well, we do. Revelation 1.8. Jesus is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty. He's the Almighty God, the Omnipotent, the Blessed and Only Potentate. Paul says the same thing. 1 Timothy 6.15 and 16. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, the Blessed and Only potentate, that's the omnipotent, that's the Almighty God, who only hath their mortality, that's Jesus only, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, unto, nor see, nor can see. Well, who is that? Well, that man is Jesus Christ, but no other man could enter in, not Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, none of the prophets, Moses, all the way to Malachi, None of the apostles. No one except Jesus Christ, because he's the Yakid. The Yakid is the sole, unique, solitary one. Yakid is one, but it is a solitary one, one and never another like it. We see that that Jesus is that only God, the only potentate, the only man the only one that hath immortality. The man is God. And we see that again in Acts 2.36, that all the house of Israel know assuredly that same Jesus, the one you crucified, God hath made him both Lord, Kyrios in the Greek, that is, the Tetragrammaton, tetragrammaton, uh, the Yod-Haw-Haw, Yehovah, Yahweh, the Lord and Christ. That is the spirit of God that is stated. Also in first Corinthians 15, 45, the first man, Adam was made a living. soul; God breathed in him and his nostrils, a breath of light. And he became a living soul. Well, who's this last Adam It's Jesus Christ. He was made a quickening spirit, not a spiritual man. A quickening spirit. He's the Lord. Who is the Lord? Second Corinthians 3.17. The Lord is that spirit. So what has happened over the years, over the centuries, that these men, certain men have crept in unawares. Jude tells us that. And they were foreordained to this condemnation. Ordained to condemnation. That's a damnable heller, heresy to damnation, ordained to condemnation, ungodly men, which denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, the word is qualitative theos, spirit, God Almighty. That's qualitative. Why? Because that is one function of that spirit. Father is another function of the Spirit. That's the administrative office of the same Spirit. The Logos, the Word, is the expression office of that same Spirit. It reveals God's thought, plan, purpose, and will. But then we have to have power, a dynamo, that will bring that to pass. Having the power to effectually work that. That's the Holy Ghost. That's still God. It's the power office of that same spirit. There's not a Trinity. God said, I alone am God. Beside me, there is no other God. I know not any. That's why the Lord stated. It's all the way through the Torah, the Pentateuch, the Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. It's all the way through the prophets as there's only one God. And the Shema, here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, Echad, one. Well, there are many functions and attributes of that one spirit. We see it in Genesis 1, 26. Well, who created it all? Jesus Christ did. Again, Colossians 1, 16 and 17. All things were made by Jesus Christ. He is the word. He is the father of glory. He is God. Now, the Word is the Spirit of God, yes, in an expression office. The Father is the administrative office of that same Spirit. The Holy Ghost is the power office of that same Spirit. Then we have the Son of God. That is the redemption office of that same Spirit, not a different Spirit. Not a spirit junior, not a second person of the Godhead. It's God Himself. And hereby we see we perceive the love of God, 1 John 3 16, because He laid down His life for us. God did that. And out of body of His own flesh. You see that in Isaiah 59 16. Isaiah 63 5. God had to have a man. A man lost that only a man can. Redeem us back. God looked for a man. He was amazed he could find none. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation to myself, God said. He looked for a man. He was amazed he could find none. Therefore, if salvation brought unto me, God said in Isaiah 63, 5, God made himself a body of flesh and blood. That's God with us. Emmanuel. And... That is Jesus Christ, the express image of his singular person, Hebrews one three. So when they say that the word qualitatively, spirit, theos, God, that he is part of a Godhead, there's no such thing as part of a Godhead. Either you're God or you're not. Either you're one, that one spirit or you're not. Jesus is that spirit. Always has been that spirit and always will be that spirit, the Father of glory, the Word, the Holy Ghost. Every office of that spirit is Christ. Jesus is that Christ. You see that in Revelation in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. Now this is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Jude says we're to earnestly contend for that faith that was once delivered to the saints. Because the tradition of the elders have made the word of God in that effect. God's calling his body, the true believers, back to the real Jesus, the real God, come and let us return to the Lord, which is only one. One body, one spirit, one Lord. One faith, one baptism. One God who's above all, Father of us all and in us all. That's Jesus Christ. And, And Peter, having that Revelation of Christ, which is the rock upon which the whole church is built, Matthew 16, tells us exactly further in his epistle who Christ is. 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. The Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come unto us. Searching water, what manner of time, the spirit of Christ that was in them. When it did signify... But it testified beforehand of the sufferings of Christ. Not a different Christ. The spirit of Christ is a capital S, deity, God Almighty, the spirit. But that spirit was going to make himself a body of flesh and blood to come under the law to redeem us that were under the law. And that is Romans 5. By one man's disobedience, Adam, sin came to the world, death by sin, therefore by one man, Jesus Christ, shall my servant make many righteous. Who is that servant? God said that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he, Isaiah forty-three ten. Beside me there's no other God. Watch what he says. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. That's a solitary, unique one of a kind, Jesus Christ. God manifests in the flesh, First Timothy 3.16. Who is he? Well, it goes on to say in Isaiah 43, I am the Lord, thy Redeemer, God, thy Savior, the Holy One of Israel. No trinity, no twoness, binary, and no oneness where the man's not God but is God. That's a Jesus-only doctrine the true doctrine of Jesus Christ. You see that, that he is the only Lord God Almighty. Jews says that these certain men crept in unawares, denying the only Lord God. They've overthrown that doctrine of Christ. It's an antichrist. And Peter tells us in his epistle that the spirit of Christ was how all the Old Testament prophets prophesied by that spirit of Christ that was in them, one spirit. But it signified when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ. Christ is going to make himself a body. <clears throat> and Paul gives us that insight in Philippians 2, 6-8. Jesus, who being in the form of God, that form is morpha, an eternal state. He has, he has always been and will always be God, in all of his attributes, they allow, the to the Tab, the alpha, and omega, the A to the Z, all the attributes of God. Jesus is that. And being in that form of God, Paul states it, that thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Equal? Well, the equal there is qualitative. There are many attributes of God, innumerable. But each of the Hebrew letters, aloft through the top, 22 letters, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ revealed in a Hebraic design in Revelation 1 through Revelation 22. And each chapter is built upon that design of the Hebrew. And Jesus is all of them. The man, Christ Jesus, is God, always has been God, that took on a body of flesh and blood, and his own His own arm of flesh brought salvation to himself. God was in Christ, brought to the, the world to himself. When we see that, that the first thing that we have to return to is that Revelation 1, verse 8. He is the Alpha and Omega. That's all the attributes. He's in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. What, what, well, that's qualitative. That every attribute of God is equal. And Jesus didn't think that was robbery to be equal with God in all attributes. Even though he is love, he is power, he is wisdom, he is knowledge, he's understanding. He's all, he's love, he's all of those attributes. Yet he laid aside all those attributes, made himself of no reputation, laid aside the aloft through the top, all of his attributes to take on him the form of a servant. Why would he do that? Because a man lost it. By one man's disobedience, sin came to the world and reigned. Sin reigned by death. Now Jesus, the servant of God, will make many righteous. As the offenses of one man, so also the free gift is of one man. Jesus the man. They'll say that man's not God. They'll tell you flesh and blood can't enter into the kingdom of God. Flesh and blood can't. Jesus shed his blood on the cross. Flesh and bone did. That flesh and bone is your God Almighty. He's entered into that light which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. Who is that? That's Jesus Christ, the blessed and only potentate. 1 Timothy 6 15. That potentate is a capital P, Almighty. That is the omnipotent, who is also the omniscient, all knowing, omnipresent everywhere, Spirit of God, God Almighty. That's Jesus only, the blessed and only potentate, the only Lord God in Jude. And our Lord Jesus Christ, who is that only true God? There's not another. And 1 Timothy 6.15, telling Timothy, who only hath immortality. So Somebody said, if well, I've got immortality, it's not yours. All life is in Christ Jesus. He is uh, the life, is the light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He is God, and there's not another. The Son of God is the. Uh, The father revealed. Somebody said, Jesus never said that. Yes, he did. He said it in John 10, 30. In the days of his flesh, I and my father are one. Not in a union. He didn't use the Greek word. He said, heis, H-E-I-S. The very same spirit. We're the same spirit. The son of God is the spirit of God revealed. Hebrews 1, three. He is the express, not express, past tense, the express image of his person. There's only one. Jesus stated it again in John 14. Told Philip. Philip said, show us the Father, Jesus. That suffices us. That'll be sufficient. Jesus stated it again. Except there he said, have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip, the man that I am, but the spirit that I, that I am also, they see Jesus only as a man of flesh, not realizing he is God revealed. He's the father revealed in that flesh. Every attribute of God is revealed in that flesh. And he's told that to Philip. Have I been so long time with you? And yes, that yet hath thou not known me? Tell if he that has seen me has seen the Father. How sayest thou then? Show, show us the Father. Why would you even say that? Believe me that I'm in my Father and my Father in me. Or else believe me for the work's sake, the very work that I'm doing, showing the power of God, the Holy Ghost, the power. Believe me because of that. If you won't believe anything else, believe me for the work's sake. Then he states it. The words that I speak are not mine. All these spiritual words and letters that I am speaking are not mine. They're the father's, the father that dwelleth in me. And he's proven it because he's the one doing the works. That the words he speak, those are spirit. They are light. Jesus is that word. He is uh, that God manifests. He is the aloft through the tithe. He is uh, all those attributes as he claimed there. Paul tells us in Philippians 2.6, Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. What does he mean by that? All those attributes are equal. Take a look at Genesis one they They'll say, well, that proves there's a trinity. No, it does not. It proves that you have no revelation. It says, uh, let us make man in our own image. Well, that's plural personal pronouns. True. But we assume that's persons. It's not persons. We jump. And we deny the only Lord God when we do that. The very next verse overthrows that, dispels it. So God made man in his own image. Male and female created he them. Them, both male and female, he, singular personal pronoun. God created he them. That's singular personal pronoun. Well, what is the revelation there? It's not persons, there's only one person. We know that Jesus stated it. He said, I alone am I alone am God, and there's not another. There's no God beside me. I know not any. If there was a son up there somewhere, Jesus said, I have a son up here. <laughs> that's ludicrous. Excuse me for laughing, but that's totally ludicrous. You, you have belied the, the Lord. <clears throat> you have denied the only Lord, God. And they say, well, how do we know who the us is? Well, they say there's the father talking to the son of the Holy Ghost. Well, we see Isaiah 44:24 24 dispels that. That he spanned the heaven by myself and the earth alone, by myself alone. God did it alone. They didn't use the angelic force. His word created it all by myself alone. Isaiah 44, 24. Take a look at Proverbs 8. We start seeing the attributes of God. With all you're getting, get wisdom. I, wisdom, singular personal pronoun. Notice that, wisdom, a singular personal pronoun. I, wisdom, was daily his delight. God delighted in his wisdom. (laughs) Each attribute of God stands alone as an attribute, not a person. God is love. That's another attribute of God. And he said, I wisdom dwell with prudence. That's another attribute of God. With me is understanding. Another attribute of God, singular personal pronoun. And God created the heaven and the earth, Jeremiah 51, 15, by my wisdom, understanding, and power. That's not three persons. Those are three attributes of God himself. And that's Jesus Christ. Colossians 1, 16, 17 created all things. Jesus did because he is all the attributes of God from A to Z. He is love. He is power. He is wisdom. He is understanding. He is peace. He is on and on and on. He's all the attributes of God. So therefore, being in the form of God, then not think it robbery to be equal with God, something to grasp upon because he is all the attributes of God. From A to Z, the aloft to the top. From Alpha to the Omega in Greek. But he made himself of no reputation. That means all those attributes, all that's equal with God, every attribute of God, love, joy, wisdom, understanding, power, prudent, all of that, he laid it aside and took upon him, made himself a no, not some reputation. He didn't take some of the attributes in with him, none, because he's going to be an Adam made under the law in our stead as our kinsman redeemer. He's got to be one of us. He has to be an Adam after the law. We see in Romans 8, 3, what the law could not do in that it was weak in the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. But how did he send the son? They want us to believe Spirit Senior, talk to Spirit Junior, (laughs) and sit, go down and die for the sin of the world. There's no, that's a propagated lie a mitigated lie. It is preposterous. There's no scripture for that. Never has been, never will be. Well, how did he send his son? He sent him. Yeah, he did. He sent his word. God sent his word and healed him. Do you find that in Galatians 4, verse 4, how God sent his son. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, that's how he sent him. The word was sent and was made flesh, which is Emmanuel, God with us. That's an office of the spirit, word. It's also the same spirit as the father. And that's the reason Jesus said, you've seen me, you've seen the father. It is the Holy Ghost, the spirit of God in power. Jesus said, if I with the finger of God, the finger of god cast out devils he didn't say i with the finger of the son of god that i with the finger of god cast out devils know you the kingdom of god's come nigh to you there jesus going on whenever they tried to refute that he's god that he's not the father of glory he's not the word he's not the holy ghost the pharisees came to him and in john 8 13 and said jesus you bear record of yourself. Your record is not true. You're just a man. You're not God. You're not the word. You're not the father of glory. You're just a man. You bear record of yourself. Your record's not true. Now, what is that record? No, Pharisees knew what they were saying. There's three that bear record in heaven. First John 5, 7, the father, the word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. Heist, this self-same spirit. They're saying, Jesus, you're not God in any office. You're not God at all. You bear record of yourself. Your record is not true. You don't have one attribute of God. You're a man. Jesus said, though I bear record of myself, my record is true because I am not alone. I am my father that sent me. Hmm. Then he goes on and says and states, it's written in your law, the testimony of two men is true. He changes the testimony. I am one that beareth witness of myself. Now there's one witness in the days of his flesh. And my father that sent me, he beareth witness of me. There's your two witnesses. And that will show us who the two witnesses are in Revelation 11, the body of Christ with the spirit. There, the Pharisees said, where is your father? We don't see your father. Jesus said, if you had known me, you should have known my father also. And he states that. You're from beneath, I'm from above. You're of this world, I'm not of this world. They still don't get it. Jesus, more respect these words in the treasury, no man laid his hands on him because his hour was not yet come. More Jesus said, I go my way. And whether I go, you cannot come. They said, whether will he go? Will he kill himself? Because any place he goes, we can go. Maybe he's going to kill himself. Notice that Jesus states a declarative statement without any shadow of a doubt. John 8, 24. Except you believe that I am he, the father of glory, you shall die in your sins. They did not understand that he spake to them of the father. John 8, 27. They don't understand it today. John 8, 24. The question is, where is your father? Jesus said, except you believe that I am he, the father, you shall die in your sins. This they understood not, that he spake to them of the father. They don't understand it today. Why? Because these certain men have crept in unawares, for ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, denying the only Lord God. That's what the devil does. Never confess. Mr. Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots and abominations of this world. She'll wear the purple king of Kings and Lord of Lords. She'll wear the scarlet. Yes. The son of God died, shed his blood, but she cannot wear the blue. Why? Because that's a heavenly expanse, denoting the Father. She can't wear the blue. She will deny that Jesus is the Father. She'll say he's she'll say he's the Son, but he's not the Father. And they have, by that, made the Word of God an uneffect. They have belied the Lord. They deny the name of the only begotten Son, which is Jehovah, is salvation. Yeshua, Jesus, Jehovah's salvation, they deny that name of the Son of God. He's the Christ. Christ is God in every office. 1 John 5, 1. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. If you don't have that revelation, if I don't, none of us are saved. To be born again is salvation. And to be born again, we have to have the first tenet of faith that Jesus is that spirit, that he is that God, that he is the father of glory. But these ungodly men have denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ has overthrown that faith as an antichrist against the doctrine of Christ. And that mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ is now given to us in him, in him or hid, all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Colossians two, verse one through nine. In him or hid? why would God hide it because the office that's hidden is the Father. And that's the reason people don't see it today. You have to have a pure heart before God to see. Jesus is that spirit. He is the Father of glory. Just as he stated there, in righteousness, grace reigns through that righteousness. He says in John 16, when the Holy Ghost comes, he'll reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me, Jesus said. Of righteousness because I go to my Father. Where he's going, he's going to the Father. What? And then he states right after that in John 8:24. I go my way. You can't come. Where are you going? Except you believe that I am he. I'm going to the Father. Not beside him, not around him. I'm going to him. I proceeded from him, John 16. I go back to him. I came from God, same spirit, manifest in the world. I go back to God, where I was before There, you see, Jesus states, I will no more speak to you in Proverbs. These hidden sayings, I will show you plainly of the Father. They said, ask that your joy may be full. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Well, that's before the cross. After the cross, in his glorification, glorified with the Father's own self, then Jesus makes another declarative statement. The time is coming. The time. What time? When you will ask in my name, not Father in the name of Jesus, ask in my name, and I say not that I'll pray the Father for you. What? You're not going to pray the Father for us? Why? Because you've been glorified by the Father's own self. You've gone back to your former glory. All those attributes you put off, you took all of them back. That all the house of Israel know assuredly. That same Jesus whom you crucified, God hath made him both Lord, God Almighty, and Christ, the Holy Ghost. Jesus, while he was in the world, was emptied out of glory and all the attributes of God to work redemption as a man under the law. To redeem us that were under the law. Therefore, when he was under that law, our kinsman, redeemer, then he had to fulfill the law as a man, one of us. For as much as then, as the children are protectors of flesh and blood, he, God himself likewise, took part of the same, that in all things, he was made like unto his brethren, and which the name is not ashamed to call us brethren, because we're all of one. Hebrews 4.15, tempted at all points like as we are, yet without sin. Well, he took on him the meanest of play all the attributes of God made of no reputation because he's going to work salvation for us as our elder brother, our kinsman redeemer, one of us made an under the law and being under the law that he has to fulfill that law. Well, the law states a high priest doesn't take his office until age 30. Therefore, Jesus cannot take his office as our great high priest until age 30 because he's fulfilling his own law in his own body of flesh and blood. But to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? We deny that. We deny that man is God. He is the father. Well, in Numbers 4, it states the high priest takes his office at age 30. It's mentioned six times. Well, Jesus being about the age of 30 goes down to John and the Baptist, John in the end, baptizing in Betharba, beyond Jordan, there to be baptized of John. There, not to wash away his sins, but to fulfill all righteousness. He said, I sanctify myself, not for me, but for your sake. He's God, always has been God. He didn't have to be born again, but he's in the likeness of sinful flesh like us. That flesh he was in had a propensity our desire to sin, just like just like our flesh. So he's tempted at all points like as we are, yet without sin, Hebrews 4, 15. So the captain of our salvation is made perfect through sufferings, learned obedience through the things which he suffered. Now we're to have the same mind. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, be therefore likewise minded, for he that has suffered the flesh has ceased from sin. So he did it in the days of his flesh, through the spirit of God. Jesus is that spirit, but he came under his law, making himself what? Made himself of no reputation, lay aside all the attributes of God, and came under the law, took on the form of a servant. After he made himself of no reputation, that means he's not going to work his spirit. He's going to put a self-imposed limitation upon himself as spirit, to take on the form of a servant made in the likeness of men found in fashion as a man under the law so he could redeem us that are under the law he becomes one of us so he lays aside his attributes and takes on his own his own body of flesh and blood you'll see that in philippians 2 6 through 8 you'll see it isaiah 43 uh, 10 through 17, on and on, that he is the Lord God Almighty. Well, in the days of his flesh, somebody said, well, why does he pray the Father if he is the Father? Well, that's where the revelation is simply he is that spirit has made himself of no reputation. He takes on him the form of a servant. Now, that servant is God himself, as stated in Isaiah forty three ten, But by fulfilling the law in every aspect of the matter of the law. And therefore, without sin in his body, soul, or spirit, he has a right to be our free will sacrifice, a free willing sacrifice for sin. No man takes his life from him. Jesus stated that. I freely lay it down. I have power to lay it down. I have a power to receive it again. This I've received in my father. So even though he's God that's made himself of no reputation and he's always has been God always will be God. He come under the law to, to redeem us under the law. Therefore he's going to glorify his own human back to himself working salvation in and of himself alone. And that law will be a middle wall of partition. Even though God is manifest in flesh there as the son of God, yet that middle wall of partition is still there and will be there until he dies on the cross and sheds his holy, righteous, innocent blood. And without the shedding of blood, that law will still stand. But he takes the ordinances after he's fulfilled the law in every aspect. He takes the ordinances of that law and nails it to his cross as a free will sacrifice breaking down the middle wall of partition parting his spirit from his own body of flesh for us not for him he's always been god but for us to redeem us under the law he breaks down the middle wall of partition thereby making peace with god and all mankind that are believers and that are in christ thereby making peace peace between god and his creation Therefore, making one new man. Thereby making one new man. Who's the new man? Well, that's Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. That last Adam made a quickening spirit. Not a spirit. Man, spirit. Well, somebody said, well, there's one God, one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, Anthropos. Yes, that's true. But that was done on the cross, (laughs) The mediating was done on the cross. He's the mediator in the new covenant because the blood shed for you is in the New Testament, given for you. So you eat the flesh of Jesus and drink his blood simply by being transformed, transformed by the renewing of your mind, eating the flesh and drinking the blood of Jesus in the New Testament, not only hear the word, but a doer. And that Jesus, while he was in the world, showed us that how we, or to pray to the Father. How we are to do the way, the truth, and the life for us to do the same thing he did as a man of flesh and blood made in under the law, showing us as a man that how we work salvation in and through him, not through our own righteousness, but the righteousness of God by faith that he has dealt to every man the measure of faith. All we have to do is follow the leading of the Holy Ghost in obedience, under righteousness, unto holiness, and we will have right to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Without doing the will of God, no man will enter. He states that in Matthew 7. So what is the whole word? Was a God? No. Was he God? No. Because that would be only one office of the Spirit. There's many other offices. He's the Father. He is the Word. He's the Holy Ghost. Why Jesus was in the world, made of no reputation, emptied out of glory so he could work salvation as a man, still God, he didn't cease and desist from being God. He told his disciples, I'll pray the Father. Why? Because he's under the law. He's showing us how we are to pray to the Father for aligning our will, not with the will of flesh, but the will of the Spirit. He's our way, truth, and the light. And that, as he's with the, the disciples, he said, now I'm gonna pray the Father to send you another comforter whom the world cannot receive because it saith him not, neither knoweth he, but you know Him, for he dwelleth with you. I'm sitting right here with you. Jesus stated that. I dwelleth with you and I shall be in you. Future tense, shall be in you. That's the spirit of God in you. That's Christ in you. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Father in you. One body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God who's above all, Father of us all, and in us all. Ephesians 4. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you to be orphans. I will come to you. Jesus said, it's expedient, I go away. For if I go not away, the comfort of the Holy Ghost will not come. Well, Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers, flow rivers of living waters. This he spake of the Holy Ghost, which was not yet given. Why? Because Jesus was not yet glorified. Glorified with what? The Father's own self and sent his spirit to you. God Almighty, the Father, the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, I'll come to you. One In the time when he is made of no reputation in his humiliation, he's working as one of us. And when his glorification, after his resurrection, then he's told, Mary, I have to go to my God and your God, my father and your father. Don't touch me not, don't hold on to me, because I have not yet been glorified. When he's glorified, Notice in John 20, he comes back and breathes upon his disciples after his glorification and said, receive you the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Whosoever sends you remit, the remit, remitted. whosoever sends you retain, the retain. Why? Because he is the Holy Ghost. The man is that spirit. So God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ, 2 Corinthians 3. We have this treasure in earth and vessels, that the excellency of the power might be of God, not of ourselves. The Lord is that Spirit. That's the first tenet of faith that we must return back to in order to have this last day perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. There is no other way. That's the first step. Come and let's return to the Lord, for He hath torn, He will heal us; He hath smitten, He will bind us up. Somebody said, "God didn't do that." Yes, He does. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. Somebody said, well, no, that's the devil. Well, you're giving the devil too much credit. There's a chasing rod of God. And that rod of God is upon the head of the righteous, not the wicked. So I said, well, that's the devil. No, the wicked one touches you not. Only the rod of God is upon the righteous, not upon the wicked. So the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. Now we think everything happens to us, oh, the devil did it. No, God, going through these kind of good joy when you go through all these diverse temptations. Why? So your faith, though it be tried as by fire, that Holy Ghost, can come forth as pure gold to the glory of God. What's the bottom line? The first apologetic, the first, the faith delivered to the saints, that faith that was once delivered to the saints is that he is God. He is the wonderful, the counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, Isaiah 9, 6. That's what all of them do. But we have been duped. We've been overturned in faith through these certain men crept in unawares and ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, denying the only Lord God. God's restoring that faith to those that are earnestly contending for it. And let us be those that are obedient unto God, to this one God, Jesus only, that he is the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God, who only hath immortality. mortality, dwelling on the light which no man can approach it to, nor see, nor can see. Well, we'd like to hear from you. Write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office, Box 2906, Longview, Texas, Zip Code 75606. Join us right here on our own private website. All can join free of, free of charge. Simply register, free registration, where you can comment and ask questions. Get your username, password where you can ask questions and give your comments. Now we're moving the time from 2 p.m. Central Standard Time daily, seven days a week to 7 p.m. Now, why are we doing that? Well, we are using Rumble now, and we're very happy with that. But we're finding that during the time of the busy hours, that when we're doing the live streaming, that sometimes it'll lock up on the video. Audio's fine, but we're going to move it to 7 o'clock. We won't be in the prime time during the business hours. We'll do it at 7 p.m. at night. Join us at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And that is seven days a week that we will be coming to you daily. And there will be... And the live streaming, the present proceeding word of God by which every believer and every man shall live thereby. We have to walk in the light as he's in the light. Then we have fellowship one with another, blood flow through the body of Christ. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Therefore, we'll be going into the present truth of the sealing of God's people, bringing the body of Christ into one right now. That's what he's doing. We've received that on the 19th of January, 2019. The Lord says, seal my people by my word, even as I send my angel ascending from the east. Having the seal of the living God, so send I you. We have done that, taking that as a command of God to obey. And we started our podcast, download our free app, Sealing God's People, tune in to our podcast, and then please join us on uh, jcic.tv on uh, our website streaming. There at 7 p.m. daily. Also, you can write to me. Dennis Spirit, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas. Tip code 75606. Uh, visit us on our websites, DennisPirit.org. SealingGodsPeople.org. SealingGodsPeople.com. And here again, JCIC.tv. Well, we'd love to hear from you. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.